Hey y'all. So I originally decided to take a step back from the podcast this year. However, after the last two weeks, I felt that I may be able to help some people um, process through the layoff. So here I am. (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat my feelings of devastation over what happened with my coworkers and really people who I consider as close as family. And some of you may know, some may not, that I'm part of the ASC team. And we were hit pretty significantly with cuts. So there have been a lot of tears on my end, a lot of sadness, and a ton of guilt that I've been processing, as I'm sure some of you are going through as well. So today I wanted to focus on two areas that I think will help us cope with the experience of the layoff, but also help us transition through this period of uncertainty that most of us may be feeling. So the first part of this podcast is going to be based around decision-making, and the second is going to be based around influence. And I'm sure you're wondering how decision-making and influence will help you cope with the last two weeks, and I promise if you hang in there until the end of this podcast, you're going to see how it all ties together. So the first part, of, um, the first part is really talking about the layoff. So everyone has that gut emotional response of shock and sadness, I'm sure, maybe some anger, and if you're like me, a tremendous amount of guilt. And I'm sure the questions are coming in your brain like, why me? So one piece of advice that I want to offer right away is when you hear yourself asking questions like, what if that happened to me? What would I even do? Why was I saved and this person wasn't? Any of those questions that come to your brain, I want you to answer right then. And the reason I say this is your brain is a processor, which means it needs to hear an answer in order to release the question. So the more you don't answer the questions, the more questions will continue to form in your brain and the more your thoughts will get out of control and cause you extreme amounts of fear and uncertainty because you can't be certain since the questions were never answered. It's like if you had a math problem and left it blank. The teacher will never know if you would have gotten the answer wrong or right because you left it blank. So if you had gotten it wrong, she would know that's an area that needs needs her to teach more on, right? If you got it right, it would solidify you know how to do the problem. So if you leave it blank, there is a level of uncertainty that starts to take root. The same logic is used with these questions. If you don't answer the question, your brain will ask more continuously to find an answer. And eventually, in order to get rid of the feeling of uncertainty that you're creating by not answering the questions, you will direct your brain somewhere comfortable to buffer your feeling of uncertainty. And buffering is just another word for distracting. And just a side note, buffering is actually how overindulging in things like eating, drinking, shopping, sleeping, reading, whatever it is that you do to feel better. That's how those bad habits are formed from this one action of not answering questions that come to your brain. So my first action item for you is to answer all of the questions. And this ties right into decision-making Because when your brain offers you a decision, it's important to make the decision as soon as you can. Sitting in the in-between of not answering is the start of leaving what is called open cycles, which is then what leads to uncertainty, insecurity, and confusion. So the decision I'm offering you to make today is, are you all in with this company or not? And the reason I'm going to tell you to make the decision now is simple because it closes that open cycle and allows your brain to get to work on the next step. So now when you make the decision either way, so to stay or not, this is when all of the drama comes up. In other words, the how. So in essence, your brain is actually showing you all the areas you need to work through in order to create certainty. 
So this may seem actually trivial and very simple as I'm talking about it, but it actually is extremely important because when you make a decision, you're teaching yourself in that moment how to trust and honor your decisions, and it teaches you how to be resourceful and figure out the how. Also, when you make the decision, you're beginning the process of eliminating compounded emotions. Compound emotions are emotions that, in a sense, stack on top of each other and can cause extreme amounts of pain if they're negative. And I'm sure some of you may have experienced this the last two weeks. I'll give you an example of my, I'll kind of give you like my own example. So I know for myself, some of my close friends were let go. Single mothers who have children to support, um, two fathers that have large families to support, one person who had just gotten their dream job with this company. So many people I know had life circumstances that felt debilitating to me. And I started thinking about how hard this must be on them at the same time I was thinking how grateful I was for my circumstances. So the negative thoughts about the people's circumstances I was thinking about, and mind you, I want you to notice that I was focused on all the hardest parts that I knew about those people, the hardest circumstances that they faced. So combining that with the gratefulness I felt for myself is what equaled guilt that I continued to compound as I thought of more and more individuals' lives who were impacted. So do you see how that works? And here's the thing. I'm not saying not to do that because that's a human response in most cases. So sometimes you just need to have the emotional downpour to happen in order to process the actual emotion. But you don't want to stay there. You don't want to overindulge in compounded emotions. This will lead you to form bad habits, as I described before, and it puts you in the survival mode part of your brain. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I suggest going to episode one of this podcast and listen. It's truly so good and it explains how the brain works. So, okay, I'm sure you're thinking, then what do I do? How do I move forward? It feels careless to continue moving on when all these people's lives were impacted. And here's my response. Take it one decision at a time. This is why learning how to answer questions that come to your brain and make decisions is so crucial. If you don't learn this skill, and I say it's a skill truly because many of us actually don't know how to make a decision. We wait for life to happen to force us in one way or another, or we wait for time to pass until we don't feel like it's necessary to make a decision anymore. Okay, so once you develop the skill of making decisions, only then do you learn how to process emotions and move forward. So once I decided I wanted to move forward and help those people who were impacted and the people in this company, I decided to look at how my brain was viewing their circumstances and mine, and I got to work on asking myself questions and answering them. So questions like, how or why would they, the people that were let go, be just as good at getting a job as I would have been? How can I stay in contact with them outside of work? What about the reputation of this company will make it actually easier for them to find a job? All of those questions and the answers I gave myself helped me see that although the situation was still hard to process, that they would be okay. Because we, all, we are all from the same company and their worth is not more or less than my own worth. They're worthy and valuable regardless of if they were let go or not. And they will find a great job because of who they are. They're good, loyal, hardworking people, right? And we know this, hence why we're so upset. And if you truly do believe that thought about them, 
then you will believe that another company will want them for those exact reasons. So ask yourself the questions I listed above and just answer them yourself. And then decide if you're all in or all out with this company. And once you've decided, the next step is to discuss influence. I was at church this morning and it's funny how God can speak right into your life so clearly as you're working through difficult times. But this part of the message really resonated so deeply with the idea of influence and change. And I just thought I would share it. So the simple story goes like this. There are two baseball players that want to determine who is the undeniable and indisputable champion. And the way they determine this is they will be thrown 50 pitches and whoever hits the most home runs is declared the best. So the first player comes up to the plate with a bat. It's like a $300 bat. Apparently there was some relevance to that part of the story. I'm not into baseball. So to me, that just meant someone spent a stupid amount of money on a metal stick. (laughs) But anyway, so the first player comes up with the bat and nails all 50 home runs, right? The crowd is going nuts and everyone is immediately thinking like, this this other guy shouldn't even try. Like he's never going to win. It's a guarantee for the first player, right? So then the second batter gets up to the plate. And in his hand is, get this, a pool noodle. (laughs) So pool noodles are already ridiculous inventions anyway. It's a super smart idea, but just completely foolish, right? So this guy gets up with this pool noodle and the crowd is first in shock and maybe he's laughing at him. Some may even actually be angry because they're thinking he's making a mockery of this professional and profound sport. So he gets up there and miraculously nails all 50 pitches out of the park. Now I want you to ask yourself, who is the undeniable champion in this scenario? I'm sure you know who, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the message, but I want to be clear that even if you feel like you can't change this company, even if you feel like you're lower on the totem pole, I want to be clear that strength oftentimes comes from weakness. This is not me trying to give you a heartfelt go out there and get them type of pep talk. I'm being completely honest and transparent that this company needs you. We have leaned very heavily on impressive, creative, persuasive people in this company, our leaders. And it seems paradoxical for me to say we need to not lean on our leaders, but on each other, the pool noodles. (laughs) Like it seems to contradict everything we have ever learned but it's undeniably the truth. There is a reason why people love an underdog story, why people love Remember the Titans or The Blind Side, Legally Blonde. (laughs) How old do you think I am, really, based on those references? Um, Okay, but here's my offer to you and the three things I'm gonna ask you to do to find your influence. So the first is this. Every question you have thought to ask leadership, I want you to answer. So every question that you have thought to ask leadership or you have asked leadership, I want you to answer. The second is once you have the answer, get to work on the how without leadership's help. How could you solve the problem alone? What would you need? How would you get what you need? And the third is this. If you have an idea for a solution to a problem and you've figured out the how, enlist your coworkers to help and ask how they would help you achieve the how that you've created. This is really the starting point to build influence and change and resourcefulness, 
which I plan to do a podcast on resourcefulness in October because that's the key to hitting 100% in your quota each year and creating your future careers without a doubt. So this is my offer on how to process the layoff and move forward to start. To learn how to make decisions by making them and then asking yourself the questions that I listed. So some of you may think this is super simple and foolish, and some may be thinking like, who do you think you are sending this out at a time like this? And I'm gonna be honest that I've had all those same thoughts about myself, but it's not stopping me because I want this company and all of my friends here to succeed, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to help you all and myself achieve what we want. So I hope this little TED Talk helped. (laughs) I'm always open to listening and coaching anyone who needs it. And feel free to email me directly and I'd be happy to talk with you. I'll talk to you soon.